Hey there, listeners. Thanks for joining us on Crime Explorer Shack. I'm your host, Sherry Carroll, joined by my co-host, Dawn. I want to remind you that Crime Explorers is created for mature audiences only. Most of our shows include details of true crime cases that some may find a bit disturbing and or offensive as an extra heads up. Most episodes include discussion of depression, psychosis, suicidal thoughts, rape, and or murders, sometimes even of children. We do our best to hold these topics with intention and sincerity and try to deliver the facts of the cases to bring awareness to our listeners. And as always, the accused are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. So I feel obligated to put this trigger warning out before we even get started. We hope that you will join us whenever you feel ready and able. So let's get started to go to the Crime Explorer Shack. terrified still am of, uh, of, of water, dark water, seawater. Hi, everyone. So, hey, Dawn, how are you I'm doing? I'm doing good, Sherry. How are you? Doing good. Did you recognize that voice? I did not. That was Natalie Wood in an old, old interview that was shown on 48 Hours. Oh, yeah, that was an old interview from the late 70s, early, like early 1980, because, you know, she passed away in 1981. Oh, yeah. Jeez, I was just 10 years old. Yes, yes. She, um, you know, she drowned. Yeah. But she was always had this fear of dark water. And she, she was raised with a fear of... Um, dark water, the the seas. It's just ironic, I guess, and almost eerie that she drowned. Oh, that's awful. Yes. Did she ever learn how to swim? She did know how to swim, but she always said she was not an expert Mm -hmm. swimmer. She still had a major respect for the water. Mm -hmm. She had a pool, and you know her and Robert Wagner had the boat, they named the Splendor, so that's where all of this came from. This is another listener-recommended episode. Um, Susie had asked me to look into this one. Um, and, uh, you know, my mom, she she was always a huge fan of uh, Robert Wagner and Natalie Wood. I mean, Natalie and Robert were almost like Hollywood royalty, I guess you could say. They They were just... You could almost equate them, her to like the Princess Die of Hollywood back in back in the day, and um, a beautiful couple. You know, they they were just a, a very a very beautiful. Um, she was in so many movies, just had that classic beauty. She grew up on the screen. I mean, she started acting when she was four years old. What so, was a movie um, that she was in that I might have heard of? Uh, she was on um, Miracle on 34th oh. Street, too. Yeah, she was on Splendor in the Grass, West Side Story. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was just amazing. So 
Natalie uh, Wood was actually born July 20th, 1938, which just is amazing because I feel like she wasn't that much older than me. But you're an old soul, you know, <laughs> she's just she's just a classic. You know, she's just a classic. You still picture her being that young, beautiful. And, and I guess in our minds, she's always going to be young and beautiful. Yeah. She was born in San Francisco to Russian immigrant parents, Nicholas, and I know I'm going to slaughter their names, Nicholas Zakharenko and Maria Zudalova. They married just five months before uh, Natalie's birth. And actually, Natalie was not her birth name. Her birth name was Natasha Zakharenko. And whenever she began acting, the uh, director producers told her that her name would not gain her any favor in Hollywood. And her mom was just that helicopter parent. And her mom basically wanted to live vicariously through Natalie mm -hmm. and changed her name from Natasha to Natalie. And the agent producer wanted to name her after one of his friends whose last name was Wood. And Natalie did not like that. She actually wanted to change her last name to Woods because she loved nature. And Maria, her mother, got very mad with her and told her, do not talk back to the producers. Do not make yourself heard. Children should be seen and not mm. heard. She told her, you will be Natalie Wood. Like, he suggested so it, she learned at a very young age that her voice is silenced right. she does what she was told to do hmm. she began acting at the age of four and she was giving a co-star co role at the age of eight in miracle on 34th street that was in 1947 and she just became that just that little figure that you relate to that movie. She had trouble crying on cue. And this is the type of mother Maria was. Maria was that dominating figure that wanted Natalie to succeed so bad. She took her in the back and told her, you will cry, you will cry. And she knew how much Natalie loved animals and nature. She took a butterfly and pulled its wings. Oh my gosh. What in the world? So this is the type of life that Natalie had. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So a few weeks before Natalie's fifth birthday, she made an uncredited film debut in a 15 second scene in the film Happy Land in 1943. But despite the brief part, she attracted the eye of the director, Irving Pickle. And he just, he fell in love with Natalie's beauty, her presence, and how well she behaved on the set. So he remained in contact with Maria, Natalie's mother and her family for two years advising them every time another role came up and he uh, telephoned Natalie's mom and told her to bring her to Los Angeles for a screen test so of course Maria was ecstatic about this and she packed up the whole family and they went to Los Angeles to live 
Natalie's dad, Nicholas, just totally despised this idea, but he opposed her idea vehemently, but she had this overpowering ambition to make Natalie a star and that took priority. So according to um, Natalie's younger sister, Lana, who also became an actress and she, Lana was actually one of the Bond girls. She played um, Plenty O'Toole in one of James Bond's movies. <laughs> Their names. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know those Bond girls have those names. <laughs> so anyway, Lana said that Pickle discovered Natalie and he actually wanted to adopt her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Natalie was seven years old and she got the part. She played a post-war German orphan opposite of Orson Welles. Oh my gosh. Yes. So as Wood's guardian, uh, Orson Welles was at, acted as Wood's guardian and Claudette Colbert in Tomorrow is Forever. How old was Orson Welles at the time? Oh, I don't know. This was 1946. Mm. So I know, I know I saw bits and pieces because I looked at each of these films and he had a, he had the gray beard. But, you know, Orson's always looked old. Yeah, me anyway. yeah, he has so, always looked like that. Yeah. So when this is when actually in this movie, this is when Natalie was unable to cry on cue and her mother tore the butterfly into pieces to ensure that she would sob for the scene. And this was in 1946. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. And this is when Orson Welles later said that Natalie was a born professional and that in this particular film, she was, quote, so good, she was terrifying, mm -hmm. end quote. So as a teenager, Natalie was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for her performance in Rebel Without a Cause in 1955 and followed by a role for John Ford's The Searchers in 1956. She went on to star in the musical film for West Side Story in 1961, Gypsy in 62, and received nominations for an Academy Award for Best Actress for her performances in Splendor in the Grass in 61, Love with a Proper Stranger in 63, and her career continued with films such as Sex and the Single Girl in 64 and Inside Daisy Clover in 65 and the critically acclaimed Bob and Carol, Ted and Alice, which was really scandalous back in 69 because it was involving two couples that swapped partners and had, you know, some wild sex. Wow. So, yeah, that was very scandalous back in the yeah, day. So, that's yeah. Yeah. So, and Natalie actually met Robert Wagner when she was 10 years old at the hall or in the hall of the 20th Century Fox. Wagner was born February 10th, 1930, and he was actually 18 at the time. And Natalie was so enamored with Robert that she looked at her mom when he walked away and she told her mom, I'm going to marry that man someday. Wow. Yeah. So Wagner 
was known to his friends and family, those who were close to him, as RJ. And he had always dreamed of being a working actor. Around Hollywood, he had become quite the handsome fixture. And by the mid-1950s, he had appeared in more than 40 films. And big screen stardom would elude him as the studio system was later dismantled and the entertainment industry began embracing the the television market because the television scene began to boom at that time more people chose to stay at home because of the economy and you know color television was beginning to happen so the studio system played a hand in robert and natalie's first date so they arranged for the two to meet and they set up to garner some publicity she had just finished rebel without a cause with james dean and was close to um, winning the best supporting actress uh, award so it turned out that the attraction was for real between the two and they were married a year later by robert placing a pearl and diamond ring in wood champagne glass. She was 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the mother of Natalie, who is the rebel without a call star, Maria Stepanova, was a very superstitious Russian woman who had been told by a fortune teller to fear dark, dark waters. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Natalie was actually terrified of water and this was instilled in her as a child and was actually intensified by several mysterious water-related accidents on movie sets while actually shooting the green promise natalie as a child had to walk over a bridge during a really rough thunderstorm and as she did the uh, technicians on the set flipped the switch too early and the bridge collapsed. Oh my gosh. And this threw this child, Natalie, into the, the, the waters and it broke her wrist. And if you notice Natalie in all of her pictures, she's always got these big clunky bracelets. Mm -hmm. It's because her wrist did not set properly oh, wow. and it left a big knot on her wrist so she always felt that she was flawed and she used these big bracelets to cover that knot on her wrist. I was just looking up images of her on Google. She is just drop dead gorgeous. She and those eyes, she has the most engaging brown mm -hmm. eyes. Just they just draw you yeah. in. She's just stunning. Yeah, just stunning. She was. So the couple spent the, much of their honeymoon on a yacht, navigating through the Florida Keys, being on the water. And it actually was a passion that they both shared. But she still spoke about her fear of deep water. As long as she was in the boat, she was fine. Wildly in love, Robert and Natalie began their life together under the constant microscope of the press under the constant glare of publicity and she had been 
dealing with this since she was four years old. Wood once recalled on a radio interview, um, she said, we drove a Corvette across the country. Radio stations would announce that we had just passed through and people would wait for us in every little town. Wow. It's like they couldn't escape people. The media scrutiny continued as Wood's star rose to even greater heights in the following years due to starring roles in Marjorie Morningstar, Splendor in the Grass, and as the doomed Maria in West Side Story and in G Gypsy. But off screen, their marriage wasn't so perfect. Um, she said, we knew each other better than we knew ourselves. And I always knew he was okay. It was myself that I didn't know about. Oh. The couple separated in 61 and they divorced the following year. With Wood remaining completely silent on rumors that the marriage had ended suddenly because she had had an affair with her Splendor in the Grass co-star Warren Beatty. Another story regarding the reason behind the breakup involves Wood finding Wagner in a flagrant affair with another man. <gasps> according to, yeah, <laughs> this was according to Atlanta, Natalie Wood's younger sister. Oh, Lana said that in a Vanity Fair interview. So, you know. Oh my goodness. Wagner and Wood remarried other people. Following the split, Natalie plunged into therapy, counseling, and she often attended sessions five times a week. Hmm. Both began dating again and would go on to marry other people, but they never stopped loving each other, according to Natalie. Wagner remarried in 1963 to Marion Marshall, and they had a daughter named Katie, born in 64. And Natalie admitted later on that when she found out he had a daughter, she wept. She actually was heartbroken and cried, but she was happy for him that he had a child. And she cried, but she cried because it was something that they never had together. And she still Aww. loved him and wished that she had had that. So Marion and Robert divorced in 71. In 1969, Natalie married a film producer, Richard Gregson, and they, too, had a daughter named Natasha, since Natalie's original name had been Natasha. Right. And then Natasha, Natasha was born in 71. But Richard and Natalie separated a year later after Wood overheard an inappropriate conversation between Gregson and his secretary, according to Natasha. They split and it was an amicable divorce. So in 72, Natalie and Robert Wagner remarried. Friends told, this is a quote from Natalie. Friends told me to put on the brakes. Natalie recalled of her decision to reunite with her ex-husband after she accepted an invitation to his house in Palm Springs. The quote went on to say, we were both in shock, Woods said to people. We talked about what had happened to our marriages and he became a man instead of a boy. 
would believe that the time apart during their intervening years was essential to their reconnection, and they chose the 1972 Academy Awards ceremony as their first public outing as a newly reformed couple. That had to have been a huge deal at the time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And in contrast to their first time that they were married, Robert's career was the one ascending, but it was on the small screen. He was in um, 1968's ABC's It Takes a Thief, and it was a hit. And Wagner was commanding about $10,000 an episode, which was a lot of money in 1968. Yeah. And he he was also um, in the role of a debonair ex-con in that role. And it paved the way to his next biggest hit, which you and I probably remember more than anything, Heart to Heart. Heart to Heart. I which, loved that show. Yes. <laughs> from 1979 to 1984 on ABC. So, yeah, I mean, that was, was the, huge. Who was his wife on that show? Do you remember her name? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm going to you just ask me. Uh, no, yes. I'll look it up while you're... Um, I just remember I thought she was so pretty. And I thought that oh, they she was at Stephanie life. Powers. I bet it was Stephanie Powers, wasn't it? Heart to heart wife. Um, yep. Stephanie Powers. Stephanie Powers. <laughs> and I didn't even look because I didn't want to mess up my screen and my notes. But Stephanie Powers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I but, always thought she yes, was so she beautiful. Was, and they they interacted so well together. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So Natalie had settled into semi-retirement by the time she had reconnected with Robert Wagner. And she made the statement that work doesn't play the same role in my life that it used to. Um, she decided that she was focusing on her marriage and her children. Wagner and Wood's only child together, Courtney, was born in 74. So they did finally have a daughter together. And so along with their previous two children from the earlier marriages, they had the perfect little Hollywood family mm -hmm. union that was admired by all their fans, old and new. So they were just really, you know, the ideal Hollywood family. But their happy reunion would only last nine years. Um, Robert and Natalie and her then co-star Walken, Christopher Walken, took a trip on the couple's boat, The Splendor, to Catalina Island during a Thanksgiving weekend on 1981. And after a day of drinking and just spending time together, tempers reportedly flared in the evening with Robert Wagner breaking a bottle of wine or champagne, supposedly over Natalie's apparent close ties to Christopher Walken. Mm. Um, the couple allegedly argued before Natalie returned into her cabin in the boat. Later that night, Robert could not locate Natalie on the Splendor. Natalie's body was not discovered until the following morning, November the 29th. 
and it was floating in the water off of Catalina near a dinghy belonging to the boat, the Splendor. On November the 29th, 1981, the body of actress Natalie Wood, the star of such films as Rebel Without a Cause, West Side Story, Miracle on 34th Street, was found floating, clothed in her nightgown and a red coat in the Pacific Ocean off of California's Catalina Island. And it soon began to spread that Natalie Wood had spent Thanksgiving weekend aboard her yacht, The Splendor, with her husband and her movie Brainstorm co-star Christopher Walken and the ship's young captain, Dennis Davern, before the an accident of some sort left her lifeless body in the water. Okay. Mm -hmm. On November the 30th, Thomas Nogochi, the chief medical examiner in L.A. County's coroner's office, released his findings and determination of, quote, accidental drowning. He noted the, and I'm putting air quotes here, uh, superficial, end quote, air, superficial bruises on Wood's body, likely from falling into the water and the scratch marks on the yacht's dinghy, Prince Valiant, which is the dinghy, as evidence of her attempts to climb on board before succumbing to exhaustion. Oh, no. Two days later, her she had a star-studded funeral, and Hollywood mourned. The press was not allowed there, but of course, you know, they had ladders and hanging out of trees, taking pictures of which, you know, totally just irritates me because these little girls yeah, it's not a just had no privacy. Right. And you could see, you know, a, a very somber, tearful Robert Wagner leaning over to kiss her coffin. Mm. L.A. County closed the investigation formally on December the 11th, 1981. Uh, Robert Wagner came back and made a statement saying, I have lived a charmed life and then I lost a beautiful woman I love with all of my heart. Walken said in a quote in, to people in 1986, this was his quote, I, do not, I don't know what happened. She slipped and fell in the water. I was in bed then. It was a terrible thing. That was his quote. That's weird. Very, very. Um, Mia Farah, who was Natalie's best friend. She was married to Woody was, Allen, right? Exactly. Okay, yeah. mm -hmm. She said in the documentary by Natasha Gregson Wagner, which is Natalie's daughter by her second husband, Robert's stepdaughter, there's a documentary called Natalie Wood, What Remains Behind. Mia Farrow has a quote, and it says, RJ was the love of her life. It was like two parts of the same whole. Yet the story of Robert and Natalie's long relationship would soon take a backseat to all these headlines that began to just run rampant in the press. Because see, Dennis Davern, who was like, the captain mm -hmm. of this boat, he, the, of the Splendor, 
he comes out and he begins to publicly make comments. Okay. If Wagner was so distraught and so in love with Natalie, let me just ask you, Dawn, if your husband drowns mm -hmm. or, or is found dead, would, would you stay and identify the body? I wouldn't want to, but yes, I would. Okay. Robert did not stay and identify the body. He didn't call any of the family to come identify the body. He asked Dennis to stay back and identify the body. And he, he got Chris walking out of there and they got, they left and went back to California. Mm. He asked the captain to identify. Oh the my body. gosh. That is so bizarre. Exactly. Okay. So Wood's sister, Lana and Dennis Davern, the captain of the Splendor have spoken publicly about this incident. They've said that Robert played a greater role in Natalie's death than was originally revealed. So upon Dennis Davern releasing a book and making statements and coming forth and saying, Hey, he would, Robert Wagner wouldn't even basically let me out of his sight once I hit the mainland. <laughs> and he was telling me, you know, don't talk to this person. Here are our stories. He even told Chris Walken what to say. Oh. Here's, here's the stories. And he was throwing money at me and saying, stay here. Don't talk to this person. Don't talk to that person. 2011, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department reopened the investigation into Wood's death due to new information becoming available. And the cause of death was changed from accident to undetermined in 2012. Hmm. Did you, I don't know if this really even matters, but did they say if she had alcohol in her system or was that a for sure? She did. Okay, so they were all drinking a lot. They were all oh, drinking and she actually had one of her sleeping pills in her system. Okay. Too. Was the captain drinking mm -hmm. too? Okay. No. Okay. No. It was also said that, you know, this is like 1 a.m. in the morning, between midnight and 1 a.m. She was deathly scared of dark water. Right. She would not go out there and try to get in a dinghy by herself at midnight, 1 a.m., and she sure wouldn't try to go to land in a nightgown. Right. No, not a Hollywood movie star. And Robert Wagner tried to play it off that, you know, she was always sensitive to noise and she would get aggravated if there was any kind of rough sea and the dinghy would bang against the side of the boat and she would tell them to go tighten up the dinghy or tie up the dinghy that he thinks that she went out there to try to tie it. She'd never done that before. Oh my gosh. Just the fact that so he's coming she, up with scenarios, like you would be so distraught. You would not sit there and try and come up with scenarios like that. Exactly. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. So Wagner eventually found love again with actress Jill St. John and they married in 1990. But Natalie Wood's death continues to make news four decades later, 2018 LA County investigators officially named Robert Wagner as a person of interest. They were seeking to speak with him in connection to this ongoing investigation. Although an accidental drowning seemed fully plausible, the nagging questions still lingered for anyone who was paying attention and 
the little things about himself changing, you know, his story changing just didn't make sense. You know, the math wasn't mathing, as I like to say. And <laughs> Noguchi himself raised some of those questions in his 1983 book called Corner. Why, he wondered, did Natalie slip out of the yacht's stern in the middle of the night to untie a dinghy? Where was she going? And why did it take so long for the men aboard the ship to realize that she was even gone? Right. Okay, so Lana also published a, a book, a memoir by her sister in 1984. It kind of went through the chain of events. And how was it possible that Natalie, with her long-known fear of dark water, which she even stated in that interview that I played, would actually go out on a starless night, a pitch black cold night in, in her nightgown. Natalie would not be seen at, in public looking less than spectacular. Elaborating on things in the 1986 book, Heart to Heart, H-E-A-R-T to Heart by Robert Wagner, he described how he and Walking were engaged in a political debate for much of the evening, prompting his bored wife to check out the discussion and head to bed. Or check out of the discussion and head to bed. So he theorized that she was unable to sleep with the dinghy that was banging against the yacht. And she went out to kind of tie it back up and she fell and hit her head while she was attempting to tighten the line. But she had bruises on her body and drunk with a sleeping pill in her system. She woke up to the dinghy. I doubt it. Exactly. Exactly. And he, how is he going to sit there with somebody that he just threatened by breaking a bottle (laughs) (laughs) And accusing of basically having an affair with his wife. And then they're going to sit there and have a political debate. Uh -uh. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Not at all. And his recollection of these, you know, high tense discussions actually differ from what he originally told the police. Because he originally admitted that he and Natalie argued about her time away from the family. He really didn't like that she was back doing a movie and she was away from the family and while he was away from the family. And the kids were a little bit upset about having both parents away. So that was a, a big point of contention between the two of them. And it was just one of the many inconsistencies that surfaced in the accounts that he had at that night's events. And it's just continued to evolve throughout the years. So still with Robert sticking to his general version and walking Christopher walking saying next to nothing, basically it's likely that this case probably will never have no, uh, any resolution, but Davern, Dennis Davern, after years of trying to get publishers and tabloids to bite on his story that he's been leaking, revealing more and more details to the mainstream media, 
in March of tw uh, 2000, Vanity Fair finally divulged what the captain was saying. He said that Wood and Walken had been flirting throughout the whole weekend and that things kind of turned nasty after the foursome, Davern, Wood, Walken, and Wagner, returned to the Splendor after an evening spent drinking on the island. Mm. And according to Dennis Davern, Robert Wagner at one point smashed the wine bottle on the table and held it and yelled at Walken and said, what are you trying to do? Blank my wife. Why is Christopher Walken not talking? Why is Walken not talking? <laughs> Why is Walken not talking? I have no idea. Like, seriously. It, 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 it leads me to believe that what Davern is saying, is there some truth to it that he was paid off? I can't imagine anybody with any kind of conscience could sleep at night knowing that their friend murdered their friend. Exactly. Even if he got paid off, like the money's probably already been spent. Just turn him in. What's he going to do? Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, Christopher Walken is a huge celebrity now. Right. So, I mean, he's got money. That money's long gone from 1991. Right. And I mean, he could probably buy Robert Wagner now. So, I mean, but anyway, he said Natalie stormed off and just slammed the door to her room with Robert Wagner heading down to confront her. And this led to a huge fight. He said he heard the dinghy being untied before Wagner returned. And when he returned, he was tousled and sweating profusely. Mm. Okay. And with walking in bed for the night, the two remaining men, which was Davern and Wagner, Okay, mm -hmm. those two men stayed up for more drinks before Wagner at around 1.30 said he was going to check on his wife. And he returned with the news that he couldn't find her, which prompted Davern to conduct his own search. And so at that point, the captain recalled Wagner rejecting his suggestions to turn on floodlights and look for woods in the oh, water. Oh, wow. He said, quote, we don't want to do anything, Dennis, because we don't want to alert all these people, end quote. Hmm. So now if your spouse is missing and you truly are concerned, I don't give a damn. I wouldn't care who it alerts. Right. Especially on the water. It's always the husband. <laughs> I know. I knew you were going to love the story. <laughs> Robert revisited the case one more time in 20, uh, 2008 in his memoir, Pieces of My Heart, and said, quote, there are only two possibilities. Either she was trying to get away from the argument or she was trying to tie the dinghy, he wrote, quote, but the bottom line is that nobody knows exactly what happened, end quote. Hmm. In 2009, Davern finally published his long gestating tell-all called Goodbye, Natalie, Goodbye, Splendor. Two years later, he was among the 700-plus people who signed a petition over the flawed investigation into Natalie Wood's death. 
prompting LA County Sheriff's Department to reopen this case in November. The following summer, LA County Coroner added emphasis to this newfound urgency that um, they changed the, the drowning from accident to undetermined mm -hmm. and cited that it needed closer examination on the bruises of Natalie's body and suggested that it was possibly assault. Sounds about right. Mm -hmm. And yet another little tidbit emerged in February 2018 when the Sheriff's Department reclassified it from undetermined to suspicious. Okay. Getting closer. And they, yeah, and then, you know, that's when they renamed Wagner as the person of interest and following interviews with former neighbors and fellow boaters and fellow boaters said that they actually heard Natalie and Robert arguing on the bow of the boat. Why were they just coming forward now? Like where were they a long time ago? One couple said that they did tell one officer mm. when they found her body floating. And that it was told that they heard them arguing. Okay. Why was that not? Why was that not taken into consideration in 1981? Yeah, maybe there were some more people that were paid off. Exactly. So, bottom line is, at 92 years old, Robert Wagner has no interest in talking to the police about his wife's death, and still, it was clear that other people were. And this leads the possibility of finding some real answers after four decades mm -hmm. with huge question marks. We are just left to speculate. And this documentary that Natasha did, her and Courtney and Katie are very supportive of Robert. Mia Farrow, they're all very supportive of Robert. They, um, said that he loved her. There was no way he would have done it. I chose not to watch that until I did all of my research because I knew that it was, I had already read tidbits about it, that it was very pro Robert Wagner. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to look at the facts first and do all this research because I knew that it was closed and ruled as an accident originally. And you know how the rumor mill goes. I said, okay, so maybe all this is rumors. Maybe it was legit an accident. Let's just look at what's out there, what has been done. Lana, she's kind of gone off of her rocker too. And she's she's she wants answers, and I get it. She wants answers. The daughters deserve answers too. I know that they want to stand by their dad, but there needs to be some real legit hardcore investigation into it. Why are the bruises there? There were bruises of different stages. Hmm. So, um, you know, I don't know what, if there was any kind of stunt work in this new movie she was doing, if she was doing something at home, what, what it was. So there need to be more answers. Um, so, what do you think? Um, I suggest. I think Robert did it. He's 92. He's not going to admit it, but there have been too many 
changes in his story throughout the year. And I just find it really hard to believe that he was so in love with her that he wouldn't stay and identify the body. I think that one bothers me more than anything. And then the first thing you do when your feet hit land, you don't go home. You find, you call and get in with a counselor. You didn't even go see your daughters mm. first. You didn't go see her, her family first. You didn't go home first. You call for a counselor. Now that's for show. Hmm. Well, I think that when they were married the first time, she was a huge success and he was intimidated by that. He didn't have any of that success that she was having. They probably fought about that all the time, got a divorce, went their other ways and then got back together. He was finally successful. And then her career started to take back off again and he didn't like it. And then he starts mm -hmm. seeing her get attention from Christopher Walken and probably a lot of other men. And it probably just set him off. Exactly. I, I believe so. You know, there were rumors, like Lana said, she had possibly caught him with another man, but I've not heard any of the man rumors, but um, I had heard rumors that he had had an affair with Stephanie Powers and Jill St. John was right there on the scene when uh, Natalie died. She helped him through the funeral and the whole nine yards. And that's who he married. Huh? Interesting. And now they didn't get married till 1990, but in the documentary, Natasha says that it took her a long time to accept Jill St. John. And she told her dad for a long time, she didn't like her. So take it for what you will. It's amazing to me that she was right there. Well, yeah. So she's probably been there for a long time. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe, maybe Robert Wagner was with Christopher Walken, like with him, with him. And Christopher Walken's not coming forward. Okay. It's funny that you mentioned that because Lana and uh, uh, I cannot remember the name of the podcast, but there is a podcast that said Natalie actually probably did slip and fall because she walked in on Robert and Chris walking in a compromising position and she took off running and slipped trying to get into the dinghy. And that that's not the first time Natalie had caught him with a man. I believe that. And, I believe that. Um, this podcast host, this podcast host and Lana were on Dr. Phil talking about that. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't understand why Christopher Walken would not be saying something. He has to be exactly. There's himself. there's something there's something that's not adding up. There's something that's not adding up because he will not talk. He's been asked about it. He even made a comment to someone that um, they were asking him about the Natalie Woods thing, and he goes. I don't know why you're asking me about that. I'm here to talk about my movie. I'm tired of talking about that. That's such a bore. I'm sorry. That was your oh. co. Uh, how is somebody's death a bore? Oh my gosh. Just, he's just deflecting, deflecting, deflecting. Wow. So there's something that doesn't make sense. There's something yeah. that doesn't make sense. My dad would say, I smell fish. I smell fish. <laughs> Something is fishy. Something is very fishy. So, what do you think? I mean, do, I mean, do you think that she was pushed, or do you think that it's more of 
I think sketchy like that. Yeah, I think um, she probably saw something she wasn't supposed to see, and they got in a fight about it, and things went too far, and maybe he pushed her over. You know, um, I but I do think that that whole thing with Christopher Walken doesn't add up for him to not come forward for any reason. So I think that there has to be some connection with with Robert and Christopher, and uh, the the captain was given some hush money. Yeah, yeah, and then now that he's come out with the the book, it's really opened up a can of worms but robert ragnar's 92 years old i mean he's not going to prison yeah i mean he's it's, on death's door have, now um, does he have alzheimer's or dementia is he um that he's he did an interview about a year or two ago so oh he's, okay like i think he's got like the beginning stages of it but they there have been rumors and uh stories about his mental health and his health is slipping and that um you know how tmz and the inquirer will yeah. put out stories and said that his guilt is coming is eating him alive and um you'll see all these stories about yeah. he's talking about natalie or he's seeing visions of natalie now so yeah somebody will hear it on his deathbed He'll confess to something on his deathbed. That's what happens all the time. People are scared when oh, they know that they're dying. I believe that. Mm -hmm. I believe that. I mm -hmm. believe that. It's just such a tragedy. And I just feel like, I feel like what you said, that there's something that's sketchy because Christopher Walken is the part of that equation that does not add up. Right. He has no reason to be so quiet about it. No, Even yeah. money. It money just, wouldn't be enough. It has to be something yeah. to do very secretive. Either he did it mm -hmm. or he helped him do it because they got caught messing around. Yeah. And if he did it, don't you think Robert would be throwing him right. under the bus for killing his wife, yeah. the mother of his children? So there's something those two are in cahoots for some reason. Because even in the, um, the documentary, Robert comes back and says to Natasha, you know, I was angry. We had words, but Chris is a real stand-up guy because he told me when we landed, when we got back to California, he looked at me and told me, "When it come to y'all, just don't sugarcoat it. Just, just be real. Don't try to min minimize the tragedy." B.S. Yeah, not buying it. So. Mm. Yeah, it's just really, really strange. Well, good job on the research so. once again. Thank you. I love how I love how you pulled that that piece about Chris walking in because I wasn't really going to bring that part out about there being speculation, and I actually thought about playing that YouTube clip about um, that that little soundbite of Lana and that podcaster on the Dr. Phil show and something said, mm, you know, no, I really couldn't figure out how to make it fit in, but you picked up on, there's just something with that Chris Walken that's, 
that part of the equation just never has made sense to me. Yeah, I didn't know because um, I don't really follow a lot of that stuff. And I didn't know that he was involved. I happen to really like him or I did. I've liked a lot of stuff that he's in, but I, that just doesn't make any sense to me. It'd be one thing if Robert Wagner was on the boat alone with Natalie Wood. Okay, they, nobody knows it, the secret. There, You've got two other men on the boat. Like, why isn't nobody else remembers nobody else saw anything no there's a secret there's a deep secret exactly and why is the captain the only one trying to to get it solved if he is he might yeah. be deterring people too and just trying to get famous no, from that's it true. that's yeah, true that's true too you know a lot of people are saying that's what lana's doing and, and a lot of people are saying that's what lana's doing a lot of people are saying that's what the captain's doing so you know I don't I feel I like don't the know, truth will come out at some point. I hope so. It's been it's four good. decades. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really yeah, that's sad. That's wrong for those mm -hmm. kids to go without knowing what happened to their mom. And again, with there being kids involved, wouldn't that be tragic for them to find out that that's the reason why their mom passed? Oh, I know. And do you know that uh, the little girls actually heard it? on the television before Robert ever made it to tell them. Oh my God. That's terrible. Terrible. Can you even imagine? No, the, the, the whole thing is a tragedy. Any way you look at it, it's a tragedy, but I just feel like there are just secrets that are buried. Exactly. And I mean, Courtney, the youngest one, Robert and Natalie's daughter together, she just really had trouble finding her identity. She was only four, five when her mom died. And so she had trouble just finding her identity. And she said she watches the movies of her mom and just tries to figure out which part's acting and which part's her mom and how she how she is a part of her mom and how that is that how that is her mom and she ended up turning to drugs and became a drug addict and the family had to really intervene and got her clean a couple of years ago and she's you know she said she just had a hard time finding out who she was um, because she didn't, she was Natalie's daughter, and she said she'd go to the store and people would whisper, oh, that's Natalie Wood's daughter, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and just, she said, I, I was never Courtney, you know, I was always Natalie Wood's daughter, or do you think that Robert killed her mom, right. and, you know, she said, I was always the person that people would whisper, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this has got to be tragic. So I would just love for somebody to find some uh, resolution and the truth right. for those, those girls. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a crazy story. Mm -hmm. All right. It is. It truly is. So, oh, well, anyway, do you have any updates or news? I, I'm sure that you saw where the Delphi case was solved. The, the, they made the arrest on um, the two little girls in Delphi. Yeah, Indiana. I did see that. Yeah, that's uh, anytime people get closure, it's a good thing. It's a good day. Even if it's sad it, news, it's it, always good to get that closure. It really is. And that's why I tell people I don't care how long it has been. Like this with Natalie Woods, it's been four decades. I don't care how long it is. Delayed justice is still justice. Right. Yeah. 
It's because people need to pay so, for stuff like this. People need to pay whether they're famous or not famous. It's just mm -hmm. justice needs to be served. Did you see the, the I guess, I, the guy they arrested, Richard Allen, I believe is his name. Did you see the picture of him in his house? No. He had the dadgum sketch drawing oh. on the wall behind him. How spooky. Why? And this guy, I do not know, but apparently he, you know, they say that they inject themselves into the case, but he actually had the sketch drawing hung up on the wall behind one of the pictures of him and his, I, I guess it was his wife or girlfriend or something. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so crazy. Uh, it's just terrifying to me. It, they they walk uh, amongst us people. They walk amongst yeah. us. Be stay aware be be diligent be vigilant just yes and if you see something say something you know yeah 100%. it doesn't matter if it's been doesn't matter if it's been one day if it's been one year 20 years 40 years if you know something call somebody and let them know because you could be the the piece that solves the case right think about if it was your family and all these questions are left unanswered Mm -hmm. You know, this case with Natalie Woods was closed just two weeks after she was found floating and it was reopened and it's still open. And, the, you know, it, it may be solved even after Robert Wagner's dead. But, you know, mm. it could yeah. be. Could be. Well, good job, Sherry. So, I'm thanks, what girl. we do uh, next week, what we cover. Is it going to be another listener um, request? It is. Yes, it sure is. Um, I think I'm going to uh, tackle the all-day family murders over in Georgia. Okay. So, yeah, I've been kind of working on that, and I read the book. So, uh, and I'm going to try to ride over there. And that's the one you sent me the picture yes. of the cemetery. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, from boy. the escape convent. So we're going to dive into that one, and then. Uh, start working on a couple of episodes to get us through the holidays when the season ends. Yeah, so. sounds good. <laughs> All right, guys, y'all stay safe and we'll see you next Thursday. Bye.